0: Listen to me, Isaac, as I tell you this.
1: I'm your father. You are my son. I'm speaking to you from the heart of a father to a heart of the son when I tell you that God will provide. Isaac, if you are killed, if you are burned, God will provide even a resurrection from the dead. You heard me, Isaac, as I told the the servants down at the bottom of the hill where we left them. We will come again to you we will come again to you. Isaac, you know the promise that in you, Isaac, my seed will be called. And so Isaac, trust God now. God will provide what you need. God will provide even a resurrection from the dead should you die. So Abraham is now consumed with this truth that God is providing. God is providing. And that was the truth that so consumes the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus is all about God providing. The central theme, the central verse in the heart of the book of Leviticus is Leviticus 17.11. Leviticus 17.11, which is all about God providing. When it says in Leviticus 17.11, the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you, upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. I have provided it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it's the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. We're gonna be celebrating soon the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That was a blood that was provided for us. That was a blood in which God said, you have sinned, I know that. God has said, you need blood for an atonement for your sins. I know that. You don't have that blood for an atonement for your sins. I know that. So I am going to provide that blood for an atonement for your sins. It reminds me of my Japanese friends, Mitoko and Takendo, because before they were married uh, in Japan, that uh, Takendo decided to take Mitoko out to a very nice restaurant in Japan, and I've been to some of these very nice restaurants in Japan. They're also very expensive, and 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 the very nice restaurants in Japan, and some of the very some of the very expensive ones, they don't even put the prices on the menu. They they say why why should we clutter up the the menu with something as distasteful as a high price? We'll just put the wonderful things that are on the menu, and then you choose, and then at the end of the the dinner, then you get the surprise. so they had had a wonderful dinner together in japan there and they were they they really just wonderful the food was tremendous the settings the 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 atmosphere it was just so so pleasant as many of the restaurants are in japan and then the waiter brought the bill to kendo and to kendo when he saw the bill got this he turned white (laughs) he saw how much it was And very troubled look on his face. And Matoko saw it. And Matoko was, was so caring. As a matter of fact, she said to him at that meal, she said, do you like the dress I'm wearing? And so he said, yes. He said, I made it for tonight. I made it. And so this is, this is Matoko. And so Matoko, and, and you know Matoko. And so Matoko saw his face as it was white as he, and he, she realized, he doesn't have money to pay the bill. He doesn't have enough money. So under the table, Mitoko goes to her purse, gets the money, and then slides it to him under the table, all the money that he needed to pay for the bill. What was she doing there? She provided the money that he didn't have. That's what God did for us. Like Mitoko, who saw the pain on, on, on Takendo's face, and he, she realized he doesn't have the money to pay this bill. So she provided the money for him to pay it. Like God, who saw that we sinned and the pain of, the, of realizing our sins made a bill. Our sins cost. Our sins must be paid for. And we don't have what it takes to pay for our sins so that we would be cast into a hell, a lake of fire, forever. And God saw the pain on our face. And just like Motokos gave the money to Tekendo under the table, so God said, I provide, I will provide the blood that you need. Because the price of our sins required a ransom. A price had to be paid, a ransom. And God found a ransom. It was a great crisis for man. Where's the ransom for your sins? And it says in Job thirty three twenty four. 24, Job 33, 24, he is gracious unto him and saith, deliver him from going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. That's God speaking. God speaks and he says to each one of us here, deliver him from going down to the pit of hell. Deliver him, stop him from going down to the pit of hell. Why? I have found a ransom. God said I have found a ransom, not in him, not in you, not in me, but in the Lord Jesus Christ. God found the ransom to pay for our sins. God provided the ransom in himself. As it says in First Timothy 2.6, First Timothy six, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all, a ransom for all, The Lord Jesus knew he was the ransom. Isaac knew he was the lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ knew he really was the lamb. He really was the lamb that was not going to be saved from the death. He was the ransom. And so he said in Matthew 20, 28, Matthew 20, 28, even as the Son of Man came came, came not to be ministered unto, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, Jesus did not come to be ministered unto. He didn't come and say, okay, I'm the king now, so now you just take care of all my needs. He didn't come that way. But he came to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. To give his life a ransom for many. And Peter says, Peter says in First 1 Peter 1.18, 1 Peter 1.18, For as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. You couldn't buy your way out of hell. You couldn't buy your way into heaven with silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so Isaac then, he understands. His father is telling him, you are the lamb. And then it says, and and then we can understand, Isaac believed that God would provide. And then we have this great word. They went together. They went echad. They were one, like this. They were one, it says in the last part of verse 8. And they went, both of them, together. Echad, in the Shema, in the, it reflects the unity of God in Deuteronomy 6.4. Deuteronomy 6.4, it reflects the unity of of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All three in the Godhead are reflected when it says in Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. They're echad. They're together. They're together. The son, Isaac, is echad, agreeing with the Father. He's going to be the Lamb. God the Son is agreeing with the Father. He will be the Lamb. God the Holy Spirit is agreeing also, the son will be the lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ will be the lamb. Then they arrive. They get to the place in verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar. This detail, this little detail, it brings to us the force of it when it says, Abraham bound Isaac His son, Abraham, took the hands of Isaac in his hands and bound them, bound them together. And when Abraham took those hands of those son of his son Isaac, he looked at those hands as he tied them up together, and he saw in those hands what Clinton Laurie see in little Clark now, and what any parent has seen in a child: hands that cling to the parent, to cling to the parent with the statement, protect me, keep me safe, feed me, help me. He saw those hands that had clung to him as a parent, and he bound those hands. He saw those hands that as a toddler reached up his hands, hold me, lift me, draw me to yourself, embrace me. Those were the hands that spoke as a baby and as a toddler, and yet he's tying him now He's tying them together and he ties them and he puts them on the altar and then Abraham stretches forth his hand and takes the knife in verse 10 to slay his son. And then at that time, we see God, God the Father sacrificing God the Son. As it says in Isaiah 53.10, Isaiah 53.10, it pleased the Lord that's God the Father to bruise him that's God the Son. He has put him to grief. God the Father put the Son, God the Son to to grief. That scene, this very scene here that we're looking at with Abraham and Isaac is what Paul saw and captured in the verse in Romans 8:32, Romans 8:32. He that spared not his own Son but delivered him up for us all. This is the scene right here. Then the angel calls out to Abraham in verse 11. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, he said, here am I. And he said, the angel of the Lord said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. Now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Abraham now sees something. He didn't see it before. It says in verse 13, Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up in the stead of his son. A ram, a ram behind Abraham, as if he passed it up and didn't take any notice to it. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ behind the Jewish people, as if they just said, well, nice prophet, good teacher, and just moved on. Behind them, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns, a ram with a crown of thorns around his head, and he offers him. He takes this ram with this crown of thorns on his head and offers him in the stead of Isaac, his son. The in the stead of, in the place of, the great, the great, in the stead of sacrifice, in this, and Mount Moriah. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ was. He was the instead of sacrifice. He was in the place of sacrifice. He was as opposed to us. Him, and when he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was taken to the trial and then crucified, when his disciples were there. We see this great in the stead of person. When the Lord Jesus Christ said in John 18, 8, John 18, 8, Jesus answered and said, I have told you that I am. If there you, therefore you seek me, let these go their way. If you seek me, let these go. If you want them, let them go. Take me instead of them. That's what we're celebrating this morning. We're celebrating a take me instead of them. When the Lord Jesus Christ said, take me to be to die instead of them, instead of them. And then in verse 13, it says that the ram, it was behind him. And before we're saved, before we're saved, we knew about Jesus, but we put him behind us. We put him behind us like Abraham. Abraham needed to turn around to see what he never saw before. And that's what happens when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ. When any person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, he knows about Jesus. He's heard about it. He's seen Christians. He sees he, he's heard Christian messages. But he put him behind him. He put Jesus behind him. But when he's saved, he turns around. He turns around. And when he does, he sees what he's never seen before. He is my sacrifice. He is the one who died for my sins. He could, he, he will die. He has died instead of me. I'll put my trust in him. I'll become a Christian. I'll receive him as my Lord and as my Savior, as my Lamb of God. Now, we, what we've seen here is that Abraham has made all the preparation for the sacrifice of his son and God made all the preparation for the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Hebrews 10.5, when he comes into the world, he says, sacrifice an offering you did not, a body you prepared for me. A body was prepared for the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Abraham had prepared all for the offering, a body was prepared for the Lord Jesus Christ. We've seen this close love. This close love that we can hardly even talk about. It was so close between the father Abraham and Isaac. And so there is this close, wonderful love between God the Father and God the Son. We have seen how Abraham was totally open and transparent with Isaac. And so it is with the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son and God the Father, when it says, in John one eighteen, John one eighteen, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, that's the Lord Jesus, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. It speaks about their relationship in Proverbs 8.30, Proverbs 8.30, where the Lord Jesus says, then I was by him, as one brought up with him. I was daily his delight rejoicing always before him. And then he spoke of the love in John 3.35, John 3.35, where the Lord Jesus said, the father loveth the son and hath given all things into his hand. And just as Abraham did not distance himself from Isaac, when he knew that he was gonna kill him, when he knew that he was going to kill his son, he did not distance himself But all the more, he expressed his love to Isaac. So the father did not distance himself from God the Son, from the Lord Jesus when he became a man, when he became despised, when he became rejected, when he became crucified on a cross to die for our sins. It says, when he started out his ministry in Matthew 3.17, Matthew 3.17, lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, and just as, and, and just as Abraham was completely open, so the Lord Jesus said in John five twenty John five twenty, "The Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that himself doeth and Abraham also showed Isaac everything, and just as Isaac completely trusted his father, Abraham, so did God. The son completely trusts God the Father. When it says in Matthew 26, 42, Matthew 26, 42, when he was praying before he went to the cross, he says, he went again unto the second time and prayed saying, oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. Thy will be done. And when Isaac looked into the eyes of Abraham, and essentially said, if I must be the sacrifice, God's will be done. There was the trust. And then in Luke 23, 46, Luke 23, 46, when he died, when the Lord Jesus died for our sins, it says that when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. I give my spirit a trust. And just as Isaac obeyed Abraham to be the lamb, God the Son obeyed the Father when the commandment came to Him, and He said in John eight twenty nine, John eight twenty nine, He that sent me is with me; the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. And just as Isaac agreed in the Echad with Abraham and was willing to become the sacrifice, so God the Son in the Echad with the God the Father, was willing to be the sacrifice when he said in Luke 19.10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. How was he going to save the lost? By dying for their sins. By dying for their sins. And just as there's no resistance, there was no resistance, Isaac was a strong young man. Abraham was a weak old man at this point. Abraham was over 100 years old. Isaac was young, but there was no resistance from Isaac when he was bound, when he was laid on the altar, when he saw the flash of the sun on the steel of the knife knife over his head. There was no resistance. There was no resistance at all. He was a willing lamb. And so there was no resistance from God the Son when he was crucified. He said in John 10, 17, John 10, 17, therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself, of myself. He, he said in Isaiah 50, verse 6, Isaiah 50, verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. And just as it was Abraham who raised the knife to sacrifice his son, it was God the Father, from Isaiah 53.10, as we've seen, that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And as we've seen, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. And just as Isaac rose off of that altar, he got up off that altar alive He got up off the altar of death, alive. So the Lord Jesus Christ rose off of that tomb, rose off out of that tomb. He rose out of that tomb of death to a victorious resurrection of life forever. What's our response? All this is information. All this is disturbing. All this is emotional. All this is very, very captivating. What is our response to be? Our response to be is to be, The words of verse 12. The words of verse 12 show the response of our heart. It goes like this. The angel, who was God, because he said, you haven't withheld the son from me, and God was the one who asked him for the son. The angel said, now I know, now I know that you fear God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. We change one word, and we have our response to all this in verse 12. We change fear for love fearful love, and they become our words. Now I know that thou lovest me, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Let's pray. Father, do give us a heart now. Lord, we pray to enter into this communion time as we say from our hearts, now I know you love me, seeing you've not withheld your son, your only son, from us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org.
1: Do you have fatigue or trouble getting out of bed or just getting through the day? Are you so tired you can't focus? Do you feel like your life is drained away? Do you have fibromyalgia, headaches? I have good news for you. Our doctors at Scantabodies Imaging and Therapy can give you cellular ozone therapy. Why not get your energy back now by calling us at 1-888-529-9016
0: or visit us at treatmyfatigue.com.